Welcome to Worlds of Books. Today is March 15th, 2015. Uh, this is, I'm Mickey Prayan with co-host Alan Lemley. The book we are reading is Unbroken by, um, last name is Hillenbrand. What's her first name? Oh well, she has a first name. It's H-I-L-L-E-N-B-R-A-N-D, if you're interested in it. Um, and, Alan, do you have anything to add? Yes, I'll give a quick bio of Laura Hillenbrand, L-A-U-R-A. Uh, she's not a, what you'd call a prolific writer. She's got two novels, or two, or not, they're not novels, they're nonfiction, two, two books to her name. Seabiscuit, written in 2001. Uh, a very popular uh, book about the about the racehorse, uh, also made into a movie, and then uh, Unbroken, the story of Louise Zamperini, which we're discussing today, which was published in 2010, uh, and it was made into a movie at the end of last year. So, uh, 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 Laura Hillenbram was born uh, in 1967, May 15th, so she's 47 years old, about to turn 48. Born in Fairfax, Virginia, uh, she writes. You know, she's written these two books, and she writes uh, magazine articles uh, as well uh, for places like the New Yorker, Equus, and a couple of other uh, magazines. Uh, the, the main thing I found out about her is she suffers from chronic fatigue syndrome, which I don't know much about. Uh, but uh, apparently it keeps her pretty much homebound. She does uh, all of her, I mean, the kind of books she writes requires a good bit of research, and she does all that via the telephone, uh, via telephone interviews, apparently. And uh, so, uh, you know, she, she, her, her two books have gotten, have, have been very successful, I think. Ten million copies published, maybe, I think I read. Uh, don't quote me on that, but uh, uh, anyway, she's a very good writer. I mean, I've not read Seabiscuit. I know it was very popular, but uh, I very much enjoyed this book, but uh, uh, that's pretty much all that I, g I gleaned about her. That's pretty much from Wikipedia, and uh, so why don't we open it up for discussion, and uh, like we'll let everybody... Uh, give their opening comments about the book, and then we'll go from there. Thanks. Well, I'll begin. Good to be here. Um, I, uh, I love the book, whether how uh, she's a great writer, but also it's not just I like the book and go away. It's just the tremendous, I don't even know what to say, the, the tremendous wish to survive. How the, and I'm sure we tortured prisoners on our side too, but what those guys went through uh, was absolutely amazing. My uncle used to tell me about Louis Zamperini, but from the point of view of a track star at USC. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know, I, I hope somebody will enlighten me, if anybody knew about post-traumatic syndrome or whatever, you know, it, uh, because we could pick that out real quick, I mean, when he comes back. And I think that the other thing, whoops, sorry, is the culture, the differences in culture you know, were, were obvious. So it was a very fine book. Thank you. I really enjoyed the book. I didn't think I would. I went into it uh, 
<laughs> thinking that, well, it's a it's a war story, and read a lot of the stories about the Second World War when I was a baby uh, during that war, and uh, heard a lot and read a lot since then. But uh, then, as I read further, finding out that it was um, mostly about this one character, uh, that that made it uh, uh, very realistic. You could follow him because she was able to get information about his early life, how he was as a kid, and growing through all of that, and then, of course, the horrible uh, uh, business as a POW in Japan. Just amazing, and to have been able to come through all of that. What an amazing story, and if she did these interviews all by phone, and I'm sure recorded them, uh, there certainly was a lot of a lot of that to wade through. It, it's quite an amazing story, and I got more out of the story than I did, you know, her writing of it or anything. It's amazing she was able to put all that together. Well, since no one's speaking, I'll jump in. I I maybe losing it but i think i read about him and his experience some of his experiences with the japanese and the trek star maybe in readers digest or in in some magazine probably 15 or 20 years ago and that couldn't be because it was when i read some of these things i said yeah i read that i know about that um I liked the book very much. Um, it 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 was so brutal it hurt sometimes because of the 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 the, the torture. Um, God forbid that we're ever that cold. And if we are, we well, I won't go there. But um, it it was a I thought an outstanding book. I'll I'll jump in too. I. I I thought it was outstanding too, and uh, I, I am just amazed. I've read a lot of World War II books, you know, during the years, you know, both both uh, uh, nonfiction and, and and novels based on the war, and I, I'm just amazed that you just don't, or at least I haven't ever heard much about the the Japanese side of things. Uh, you know, I, I guess with the Holocaust being as hor horrendous as it was, that's what they they all seem to focus on. But I gotta tell you, uh, the, the Japanese make the make the Germans look like like your fairy godmother almost because they were they were just horrible. And I I just never. It, it, it's funny. I guess they touched a little bit on this. Uh, it, it's funny how political things. Uh, you know the. For, for political reasons, and with with the Russians and the Cold War and everything, we were trying to to, to mend fences with, with Japan and stuff. I guess to get an ally. It, it's funny how a lot of this stuff got. I think a lot of it got brushed over. How the, how how they carried on in the war because uh, uh, this was just just 
barbarianism. I mean, just just horrendous the way they were. And uh, uh, forget the Geneva Convention or f forget being civilized and stuff. Uh, they were like, uh, you know, burn all fences and, 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 and you know, uh, you know, kill kill the enemy, and you know, if, if we're going to lose, we're going to kill everybody and stuff. And uh, I, I was just really surprised that that, that I was unaware of this. And probably just my own ignorance, but uh, there doesn't seem to have been as much written about uh, how they were. And she, like like everybody has said, she did a great job of capturing this and uh, having access to to Zamperini before he died. I think he died at the end of last year. Uh, she did a great job of, of chronicling this, and, I, and I'm, I'm glad to have been exposed to to to, to, to how it was. Well, real quick, Louis Zamperini, uh, I think, died at 97, was it? And he was going to be the Grand Marshal of the Rose Parade, but then his whole family was named since he had passed away. And I was truly outraged, Alan. The politics just is incredible. Uh, you know, to get along with Japan, to have them on our side, I think you hit it. The Birdman gets amnesty. Incredible. Well, you're exactly right, and uh, that that was the 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 one thing that uh, that that I didn't like about the story. But you know, that's life. You know, you know, crap happens, and uh, uh, and I also thought that uh, that lieutenant or whoever that that uh, that numbskull was that sent those guys out in that that plane, the, the, the plane that they'd been using for spare parts, I guess they called it the Green Hornet or whatever it was. Uh, uh, there's no way in the world that crew should have ever gone out looking for another uh, a missing crew in that bucket of bolts. And, uh, uh, and I, I don't think that guy ever got, uh, whoever it was that made that decision, <laughs> he he should have had to pay, pay, pay the penalty, it seems like to me. Well, certainly with... I, with Pearl Harbor, Kimmel and Short, Admiral Kimmel and General Short took the hit, and yet it was pretty clear that Roosevelt knew about Pearl Harbor, that, that this was our way to get into the war, but you always got to blame somebody, and they were the scapegoats. Jill, did you read it, and if you did, how did you like it? Uh, I read it a couple of years ago, and I didn't reread it, and yes, I liked it a lot. Uh, my comment about how cruel the Japanese were Yes, but on the other hand, you know, we had a we had a lot to blame when all of those people were Japanese were sent to concentration camps, or not, we didn't call them concentration camps, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, there was there was no reservation at all. All of them went. I I remember because I was so shocked when I heard about it. <clears throat> they even took the blind students out of the school for the blind and sent those to the camps. Uh, you know, where else were they going to get any education at all? I just, you know, I just couldn't get over that. And we also know that there were or Japanese units that fought for the United States and apparently were wonderful fighters on our side. So, you know, there are always two sides to every story. But yes, I did like the book. I like her writing, and I did read Seabiscuit. Oh, indeed. That's another, probably, another story. There are probably books. Uh, uh, McClatchy Press and Governor Warren, that they passed laws. I asked a colleague when I was teaching who was old enough to be there. He said, 
we were just terrified. We thought the Japanese, after Pearl Harbor, we thought the Japanese gardeners, people we trusted, were all spies. But my, I remember our dear friend Marie Hatanaka was like about seven years old, six years old, and had to go to the, uh, the internment camps and got no education. I mean, certainly these children at the School for the Blind were not spies. Kathy, do you have a mic, and did you read the book? I am a little more than halfway through it. I've got, so I've got another book club also discussing it later this month, so I probably will finish it in the next day or two, and I have been enjoying it. I had, I'm listening to the Library of Congress version. I like Faith Potts reading. I like the thoroughness of Laura Hillenbrand's research, so I, I have been enjoying it. Well, after Kathy's comment, I will say, I wasn't a big fan of Faith Potts. I, I, I'm curious what other people thought about. I mean, I mean, she did a decent job with it, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I think it would have been better narrated by uh, maybe, maybe a uh, uh, maybe a male narrator. But uh, I, I, I don't know. She, she just uh, she wouldn't have been my, my my first pick for 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 narrator. Um. Yeah, our, I think was it on Audible, Alan, too, because we, I think it was a man that read ours. I don't remember a lady, but I, you know, I read so many books. It was about a month ago that I finished it, so I don't remember. I don't usually like her particularly, but I thought she did an excellent job on this book. And it was a, I hate to use the word gripping, but a good enough story that I, I, just went with it and didn't worry about the reader. I just went with the the quote story end of quote. Well, I mean, she she she, she did a she did a very good job. I'd have to say, and I was only bothered a little bit at the, at the first. So that, that that's a tribute to her that that it, it, it didn't stay. It, it didn't certainly didn't keep me from reading the book. And uh, like I said, I, I got used to I, I got used to her, her her narration through the book and and had no trouble finishing it and stuff. But uh, I I was a little disappointed at first. I remember, but. Uh, uh, like I said, she, uh, I guess that's what, what makes a good narrative. That they, they get into the story as it goes, and, and if, as a reader, if, if you get used to them, then I, then I guess they've done the job that uh, they're expected to do. I um, usually don't have too much trouble with narrators. I, I, thought, I thought this uh, one was wonderful. Uh, she had... Um, uh, with my compromised hearing, I had no trouble understanding uh, what she was saying. It was, it was amazing. I don't know, just something about the voice and harmonic content. It was uh, low for a woman and probably uh, sounded a little bit like cigarettes and uh, the Lord knows, but it sure was easily understood. Um, yeah, I guess I'm on here where it's time. Uh, yeah, it, uh, yeah, readers do count with me. I, I'm just aside. I, I, I got the book True Grit. I think it might have been the last one by Terry Hayes Sales, and I felt bad for her. She was really getting older, and it was, it was I just stopped. It was too depressing to hear her voice because she was so good as I grew up. Well, yeah, that, that that's the thing. You, you get used to a narrator delivering a certain uh, a certain style and stuff, and then as, as they get older, I know that 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 does have to be hard because uh, 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 it, it's better if you don't have to uh, 
listen to that that last book where you can't get through it because it's it's just not the same anymore. But uh, that's what happens, yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, anyway, but uh, but certainly points must be given to Billy Graham, Kathy. I don't mean to blow the plot for you, but uh, Billy Graham, I gather, I didn't know that he had rallies, you know, right there and around L.A. And I, well, I should have guessed, but in the '40s, but whatever he said finally got to Louie, and it wasn't easy, because Louie didn't want to go see her, him, and uh, I think his wife, and his wife is to be highly commended for staying with him, oh my goodness. That was a lot of stick to on her part, because he was, because of PTSD, um, she could have been in some pretty major da danger, too. Well, that, that 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 was the thing. I I can't imagine what the man had, uh, what what he went through. I mean, first of all, I mean, uh, it was bad enough reading about the parts that we were exposed to. I'm sure sure there was a lot that he experienced that that we weren't exposed to. But uh, uh, if anybody had to experience PTSD, I can imagine coming back from that. It just had to have been horrendous. Uh, and and the, the the drinking and everything. Uh, uh, who, who who wouldn't want to be be turned into to, to something that 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 would squash down what he had to deal with? I I, I just can't imagine what it was like. I mean, I, I've had nothing but a cushy life compared to what he had to experience. So uh, uh, it's it's something. And when he has his dream and almost strangles her, you know, I, <laughs> she was amazing. But my uncles were uh, were in action, mainly in Germany. Well, we had one, uh, but I don't think he was in action in Pearl Harbor there. But And they would not talk about the war. You know, later I want to do a historical thing, you know, and no, Bob, we don't want to talk about it. And now I have an uncle who's 92. He's got Alzheimer's, and he thinks he's a soldier again. And he, he they, they go into, you know, the caretakers, you're the enemy on guard and he's reliving what he went through in Germany. So sad. Well, we have another time when everybody likes the book. Um, so that the discussion of the book has kind of flagged and gone into discussion of readers and um, people's experiences. Um, would you read another book by this author, uh, if you haven't already? Oh, I'm sorry. I have, and I would. I see Ginny here. Has Ginny spoken? Um, Mickey, does she have a mic? Yes. Hi, this is Ginny. Um, I was out of the room for a while, but um, I have not read the book. Unfortunately, I have downloaded it. It's on my NOS player, but I have not yet gotten to it. And um, I figured it was the kind of thing where you could listen to it ahead of time, and it really wouldn't be there wouldn't be much room for spoilers. Yeah, we had established, we knew before the before that she hadn't read the book. That's why I didn't uh, get her to speak about how she liked it. Well, th this may be a bit of a spoiler, but refresh my memory. The When he was, was captured by the Japanese, when their plane went down, they weren't shot down or anything, were they? Didn't their plane just go down because of malfunction? Because it, it was a a pile of a bucket of bolts for the most part, or, or 
they weren't really shot down, were they? Uh, Zamperini's plane? I thought it was shot down. Wasn't the gunner? These guys were, some of them were really injured. Matt? What about Matt? Uh, some of them didn't make it, they, but I thought he was shot down. I was just thinking the same thing. I do think that he was shot down. Um, and just these guys could get out and the other ones couldn't or, or something. Okay, well, uh, uh, probably remembering wrong, but uh, uh, I, I know they were going out on that, uh, they were out on a search mission, so maybe they, maybe they came across the enemy while they were out searching for that other, that other plane. They got, I mean, I, I know uh, there were some killed when, when it went down because it, it went down on one side or something, but uh, uh, anyway. All right, well, thanks. Um, I'm wondering if um, I could make a suggestion for next month, or do we have something already planned for next month? We have something picked out for next month, but it's just something that Mickey and I had talked about. It's not that uh, we're not taking suggestions, so uh, you're, you're welcome to, uh, we, we welcome all recommendations. Thank you, Alan. Well, um, this kind of goes along with Unbroken, because it's kind of like the opposite, I guess. Um, the book, I talked about it in Banquet last week. It's called Hotel on the Corner of Bitter and Sweet. And it's about, um, it, it goes from, um, they talk about the war in 1942, and then they go back. They go to 1986, um, and it's about this gentleman who is reminiscing to his son and to other people and just thinking about the year of 1942. He was Chinese. I don't want to say too much about it. He was Chinese, and he goes to school. Um, and he's, he's, I guess he's about 12 when the start, 1942. And he's Chinese, and he's bullied by the people in his school because everybody else is white. And a Japanese girl comes to the school, and she's not looked, she's looked upon as, um, at first, they, they just don't pay any attention to her. Um, but as the book moves on, she is um, sent to a concentration camp, which they didn't call them, but that's what they were. And they try to keep in touch. And it's a very, it's a very touching, moving kind of story. It really, um, I'd love everybody to read it because it's just, um, I can't describe it, but it's really, really good, and it's very heart-wrenching. In answer to the question that you posed, Mickey, yes, I would read another book by this author. In fact, I've looked to see if there were any more. She seems to know exactly the type of books that she can do well with, and, and so she does. You know, I, I was interested to read Sea Biscuit just because I was aware that this horse, you know, how great it was and everything. 
But um, I liked it far more than I even thought I would when I started reading. So absolutely, I would read more books by her. And the jockey on Seabiscuit was almost blind, literally. They lost one race because he, he couldn't see the other jockey coming up with his horse. I mean, she really did, she does great research, whatever else we, you want to say about her. And certainly the, uh, um, it, it ended good, the story, uh, this, he, he really went through trials and travails. I don't know, uh, this is just a suggestion, Joni, and I don't want to say no. I'd like to put that book off till May, if we could, because uh, that's two pretty heavy books. Um, the one that we were talking about was um, What Do You Care What Other People Think by Richard Feynman. Um, it should be very good. He's written another one called Surely You're Joking, Mr. Feynman. He is the Richard Feynman who was in the atomic bomb, uh, the Manhattan Project, but he's, he's, he handles things with a lighter touch. And it's just a recommendation. Oh, you're probably right, Mickey, because this is, um, this is very, as I said, it's kind of heart-wrenching. It's a book that, um, I still think about it. I finished it a couple of weeks ago, and um, uh, so I think you're right. Maybe we need to read something lighter now. Um, so uh, I definitely go along with that. Well, is it is this guy going to do it? Is it a psychological book? You know, like well, I don't want to say Dale Carnegie thing. I mean, what is it? Tell us more. It sounds good. You guys choose good books. Is it humorous? Is that I mean, you say he's with the Manhattan Project. Is it about the atomic bomb or just what it says? What do you care what other people think, which is quite a message. He is a physicist, uh, but he, he brings some science into it, and he brings some of his own life into it. Um, I have not read it, but uh, everyone I know who's read Richard Feynman has thought he was just one fantastic guy. Uh, he talks about his life, and he's funny, and we need something funny once in a while. <laughs> when uh, Mickey uh, found the book, she mentioned the title to me, and that just rang a chord with me because um, it struck it struck home. Uh, what do you care what other people? I'm I'm one of these people who uh, often doesn't, and uh, so I I thought this. Uh, uh, that's that, that's uh that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm wanting to read the uh uh the what do you care what other people think? Cause, uh, I, I know I really usually don't, and uh, I, I like humor and stuff too. So it, it's DB two nine four seven six, and then maybe we can read the uh the 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 hotel on the corner of bitter and sweet for for May, like 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 Mickey was saying, cause it's it almost Sounds a little bit like that, um, maybe not exactly the the girl in translation book that that we're reading for uh, novel ideas this Friday. Uh, well, at least it's got a uh, uh, some similarities anyway. It sounds like maybe, but uh, uh, anyway. So so why don't we do the uh, what do you care uh, what other people think book for next month? And like uh, like we said, it's DB 
And if you go by the author's name, it's spelled F-E-Y-N-M-A-N. Oh, that sounds good to me. Well, I, I like books that have some humor in them, because we tend to read books that don't have as much as, as maybe we would like. But on the other hand, books are books. That's deep. That was really deep. <laughs> no, that's uh, pretty much the way I feel. I read everything I can get my hands on. Okay, we've gotten our book for next week. I mean, uh, sorry about that, next month. The date will be uh, the third Sunday in uh, April, which I, of course, didn't look up because I didn't expect to be here today. I looked it up April 19th. So, uh, all right, Johnny, I'm laying the gauntlet down now. This time next month when we're discussing uh, this book. I know you're. I'm gonna hear you say that you have read it. So uh, there, there. I don't think there's anybody. I don't think it's got a true crime angle to it. So it's got humor though. So there you go. No, I don't think we should give her that one to read. I think we should give her something else to read because that one's so short. Is it short? Oh goody! I'm just. You know, it's terrible to say that, but I have so many books to read. This the girl on the train. Oh, I think that's going to be wicked. Alan, uh, this is off. This is off topic. Alan, could you send me the information about how to contact, contact the um, who I would need to contact, who has the Western Australia Library? Um, I'm told that that's where I can find all kinds of books about Australia, which is really an interest of mine. Uh, I'd appreciate it, and if you need my email address or anything like that, I can give it to you. Well, lay your email address on me right now while you're saying it, and, I, and I'll try to... The the Western Australian thing, it, it used to be called Guide Dogs of Western Australia. The name has changed recently. I think the whoever is the parent organization has taken that over, but uh, uh, give me your email address. It's J-I-L-L-O-C-O-N at verizon.net well just to close everything out um, I, of course we can always talk later or whatever but thank you everyone for coming and I think Bob can stop the recording and see you on the 19th of April <laughs>